Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kerry Kermode. This week I popped along to St Mark's Fair to see all that was going on there. And I went along to Belig Farm in Derby to speak to Paul Fletcher about his replenished South Devon herd. Firstly, uh, Kerry, uh, just to say we're on location uh, with Countryside this week. We're sitting in one of the fields, uh, ready in a couple of weeks for the Southern Agricultural Show. We certainly are. It's a lovely day as well. What a weekend we've had. The sunshine is just booming down but yeah all all cattle and livestock are all off the fields ready for the show now and um the committee are now stepping out marking out the pictures it's all new to them new to us and uh yeah i think it's all going quite smoothly so far yeah i can see some bits and pieces and some uh little tracks laid down here is it is it been a bit of a logistical nightmare to decide which way cars are going to come in which way cars are going to out? obviously this will come out uh, before the time so people know yeah it's it's always been there uh, at the back of their minds obviously to keep traffic moving on the isle of man if they're not coming to the show then at least you know, they're able to get about their business and go to work etc so yeah orisdale is, is situated luckily with the triangle of roadway right round it so they're able to come in from the north and south uh, up the orisdale road to the farm and park behind the farmhouse and then with the show on the balacella side uh, with the main ring in the centre of the, the three fields set up and uh, livestock and dogs on either side of it looking out over Port St Mary and today it is absolutely a beautiful view. Mm. Well one of the reasons we're out here as well obviously uh, you've been off island uh, to one of the shows which I suppose has been has it been a godsend there or are they jealous of how lucky we are on the island still even though uh, we've got some cases? They're very, very jealous. They see on Facebook of us partying here on the Isle of Man and how lucky we've been and, and how well our government and communities have come together to get us through this really terrible situation and how actually seeing it for ourselves, how bad it has been in the UK, um, just ourselves travelling over on the ferry and then using public transport to get to Harrogate, the Great Yorkshire show, uh, masks on the whole way there, sanitisers, social distancing, and it was being reinforced by all the conductors in the train stations, you know, they were on it you know yelling at people in some cases really? keep your masks on you know abide by the rules and they're just wanting to see the end of it we are so lucky here we went out for tea but tea isn't like how we have tea here it's uh, outside at a distance and your masks on all the time apart from when you're eating so we don't realize how lucky we are the show itself was spread over four days instead of three to try and get numbers through to support these agricultural events that need events to happen to keep the revenue coming to support them throughout the year and um, it was lesser numbers but the livestock on show Simon was an absolute credit to the British farmers uh, the probably the best I've seen in a long time and they were gearing and gunning for a good day out at the show and they were very very proud to be there yeah, excellent stuff uh, yeah you reiterate how lucky we are with the two shows that we've got uh, coming ahead in the future which we'll talk about more in coming weeks uh, but firstly I went along to Belig Farm in Derby to have a chat with Paul Fletcher who has replenished some of his South Devon cattle. Yes we first went into the South Devons in 2005 and we brought in uh, blood from, from uh, Cornwall uh, from the Truint herd uh, and then we brought in five different female bloodlines uh, along with a prize-winning bull uh, and that was how we started out and we've 
we've kept the South Devons over the years since 2005 kept those five female lines going forwards but eventually with cattle breeding you get to the point where particularly on on the male side you've got to watch that they don't start to breed back too close to their offspring and uh, so it was we'd, we'd been looking for a year or two at importing some new fresh bloodlines uh, and this spring we took the decision to go forwards with that what what's the attraction with the South Devons? We're looking over the gate at them there, and they're all just lying down in the grass. South Devons, along with the Sussex, they're the last native breed of cattle in Britain to be used for draft purposes, for pulling a plough or a cart on the farms well, before horse cat? before really? horse ploughing. Yeah, before horse ploughing, and obviously the mechanisation followed, but before horses. The South Devons, uh, and, and as such, they have very docile temperament to them. Uh, you know any animal can be wound up, Simon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and any animal can be quietened to an extent, but they have an extra level of docility that comes from that innate, in the same way as a heavy horse works with man, the South Devons have got that same sort of uh, relationship with, with man with, within them. They were also used, there's still one herd in the southwest near Exeter, uh, has a dairy herd of South Devons, and they actually make ice cream with the milk. It's rich, it's like a Jersey or a Guernsey type milk, rich in high butterfat. And they actually call that, because the South Devons down there are called the orange elephants of the cattle world, <laughs> and they actually brand that as orange elephant ice cream near Exeter. Wow. Um, well, I suppose it, it, it's helpful because you won't run the, the equestrian part of it here, the chasers, um, and I suppose it's, a, it's an, an asset to have cattle and and animals like this here yes i mean they're they're attractive in their own right i mean you know you've seen them at the at the shows with 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 the sash on they do do catch the eye uh but uh having the public a lot of public on the farm with with the horses it's important for some of the horses won't their own experience of a, of a, of a cow will be behind the hedge when they're hacking down the road and often those, those cattle might might follow the hedge line so for those horses to, to be able to, you know, albeit behind a fence, have an animal that, that is very restful and doesn't, doesn't, isn't challenged by their presence gives them a reassurance as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, by having a, a very you know, quiet breed of animal, uh, we, we sit a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, but I suppose people worry at this time. Obviously, you, you replenish in the stock, like you said, with the getting close with the interbreeding. But I mean, the, the rules of people traveling and stuff—is it—is it easier, uh, or is it a worry for people, the public, that people import animals to the island? We don't rush to import animals because the island, in you know, the island agricultural industry, prides itself in its high health status. That that. That, that expensive piece of water does for farmers give us give us a, a, a border that that helps you know, when when I mean we when it was it was tragic we could actually see and smell the pyres burning when there was foot and mouth over in the Lake District years back uh, but it never quite got here and 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 that that you know for, for which we you know Manx farmers will always be grateful so so bringing bringing animals into the island you there are a lot of rules and regulations a lot of pre-movement testing has got to be done the animals to ensure their high health status and that we're not going to bring anything in and then once they're here uh, 
they're then in isolation. The farm's in standstills. Well, like the people in the COVID times. Uh, yeah, 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 very similar basis. Yeah. So our, our farm is now in, in standstill for 21 days uh, in terms of, you know, we, we, we couldn't, uh, you know, take an animal to the show if it was tomorrow, for example. Hopefully, if everything goes to plan, we'll be released just in time to show some animals at the southern. But these animals will not be going off the farm or interacting with any other stock uh, for until they've had a further TB test, uh, and that won't be for another sixty days yet. So n until until that is all, until we've got all the clearance from all that testing, they will be kept separate to all our other stock uh, as as a separate import group, uh, and just given the time to get used to us. You know, last night we put them into this paddock for the first time. The farm they come from. I don't think he'd ever used an electric fence wire with them. No. So we had to educate them last night. Uh, we've got a main fencing unit just coming from the building. Uh, but they, they've responded to it very, very quickly. I remember when I was down in Somerset, you'll like this story, uh, teaching in the School of Agriculture. Uh, the, the lads there on the farm, there was 200 lads and they all uh, ate, talked, and slept and were taught agriculture. And before the calves were turned out uh, in the fields in the spring, uh, we would put an electric wire across the cattle shed, uh, just to, and so they learnt what an electric wire was. Uh, so they got a, a little shock for the public. It's a high voltage but very very low current, so it doesn't do animals any harm, but it just gives them a, a jolt and it just helps to, re, you know, monitor manage the grazing of animals. Uh, and the the lads, oh. That's a B-band calf, sir. I said, what do you mean it's a B-band calf, sir? Because in the school there was an A-band, a B-band, a C-band. He said, well, that one's been and had one shock. And now it's stepped back. I said, all right then. Well, what's a C-band calf? Oh, the C-band, they go and they get a shock and they go back for another shock before they learn. And I said, and the A-band? Oh, they just stand there and watch. <laughs> sorts out the clever ones but the, it is you know i mean you mentioned the milk and stuff before but there there is an attraction and a docility like you say but i mean are, are they good for for meat as well they i'm biased mm -hmm. uh, and, and other day, other beef farms will say otherwise but the south devon beef is is one of the best kept secrets of the meat trade it really is it's 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 uh, the eating experience for for meat eaters is 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 second to none it really is it's very very it's got good intramuscular fat uh but the other thing is because they're a very docile breed they don't get anxious in the last few hours uh of life uh and so it, it gives you a, a very tender meat uh which obviously is a more pleasurable experience yeah. Well, it's uh, good to see that uh, they're not being given up on, and they're, they're a nice uh, variety site around the Isle of Man, particularly at shows and, and on the farms here, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're breeding uh, and selling crossbred heifers to other farmers on the island. They've got some South Devon blood in them. Uh, we're also breeding South Devon bulls, uh, and there are a number of South Devon bulls that we've bred are out on different dairy, particularly on dairy farms around the island. Uh, the dairy farmers find them handy for using as a, they'll perhaps use AI uh, to artificially inseminate to, to elite bulls, but then they'll use a nice quiet South Devon bull to, to follow up as a sweeper bull uh, that obviously goes through the parlour with the dairy cows and, and so on. 
because you know again it's just that nice quiet animal but with with, with supernatural muscling uh, great fleshy animal and nice to work with Paul Fletcher from Belig Farm there talking about the South Devons and they're so proud of them. Uh, they are the, the Fletcher family and they are a, a beautiful looking animal. It's just wandering around there as if not a care in the world. You, you never feel threatened by them and so great that he's got them there with the equestrian side of it, the chasers and everything else. They, they've got to be weary of horses and uh, different public roundabout and they seem the ideal beast for that. They really are the great British breeds who've got that real lovely temperament and, and the South Devons are uh, no stranger of, of having people around and, and lovely like you say a lovely temperament but also a very good beef breed I was chatting to somebody at the Great Yorkshire that actually was saying how good the marbling is within the South Devon meat and it's on par with the Aberdeen Angus and, and again the, the British Shorthorn uh, of how good the native breeds are for eating quality and I think uh, he was trying to from a, a meat point of view he's a butcher himself that they're the ones that they need to swing back to to get that quality uh, for people to buy in the butcher's shops but uh, Paul and, and Hillary and, and the family there they'll be keen on the show side of things so they'll be revving up ready for the shows themselves and, and it's always great to see new genetics coming to the Isle of Man and uh, actively getting away and sourcing them it's so important to a pedigree herd like theirs. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermud and myself, Simon Clark. Well, not too far away from here is the village of St Mark's, Kiri, and you were there at the weekend. I was indeed a, a great village fair there at St Mark's with 30 years under its belt and uh, people in abundance again. And I caught up with the Manx dancers that were on display. Now this is something I've grown up with ever since I was young, with Mrs Cowell at Ballasalla School. And to come and see you all performing, it is just wonderful. How do you keep everybody involved? Well, uh, we practice every single Sunday at uh, the Abbey Hall, Ballasalla, and uh, everybody just seems to be really keen to keep, keep the dancing going. And in fact, a lot of people have been going for a long, long time, including me. My knees won't take it much anymore. <laughs> well, this rough field here is probably no help, is it? But there's been a variety of dancers here, and some are, are traditional, proper Manx dancers that I grew up with. Yeah. And, and is that basically the core of it? It is, yes. We tend to uh, do mostly the traditional dancers to keep those going. But we have got a few dancers that uh, we have um, choreographed ourselves. In fact, we, we try to use all the traditional steps and figures and put them together in uh, if we're doing any performances stage performances particularly we'll choreograph it all and we have had one or two dances that uh, we have made up ourselves yeah and, and that's it isn't it it's just making a an old tradition into with a modern twist isn't it and you've got lots of young people coming through as well yes i was going to say that that's what the youngsters like to do they like to uh, <laughs> to put their own twist on it uh, they have their own costumes we haven't got many of them today but because uh, they've got lots of other things on, but uh, they have their own costume with the shorter skirts and uh, more modern. So it's lovely to see that uh, coming through as well to keep the traditions going. Absolutely. And just quickly before I let you go, Carol, I know you're busy. The two little children that were dancing there—they mustn't be much more than eight years old. And what a great show they put on! Oh, aren't they gorgeous? Now we have got a set of young dancers, but unfortunately they were all involved in various other things today. But uh, um, you might see them around at other shows and certainly they're going to be next week at Peel Cathedral on uh, the 24th 
at Saturday the 24th outside the cathedral. They'll be dancing there as part of Inkrunyak. Oh, wow. And that's something that everybody really enjoys on this island. And how does it feel for all of you to get back out on the road again after this last 18 months? It has been fantastic. People were itching to get back, so it's lovely to have uh, everybody back again. Yeah, brilliant. Lovely. Thank you, Carol. Well, Ari Mitchell, our last time I seen you was down at the Balabeg uh, rally there a couple of months ago. St Mark's, what a beautiful day we've got here. Couldn't ask for a better day. A little breeze, but no howling gale, no dark clouds around, just <laughs> bright blue sky, and everyone's enjoying themselves. And there's been a fantastic turnout of the, the vintage tractors. Yeah, it's um, we've got a, a good variety of, of British-made tractors because someone tried to say my field marshal was American, and I oh. got I, I got adamant over that. That's English <laughs> through and through, and the rest of the tractors here today are all English tractors. And what are we standing here by now, Ori? Standing by my 1957 uh, DM4 Nuffield which was owned by Mr. Corrin up at Ballard above Colby. Um, and I acquired it in 1999. And it's still not missing a beat? It's still not. The engine, the, it, it's, the, some of it needs some TLC, definitely TLC, but the engine runs fine. And it was restored in 1999 by Johnny Corkish and Leslie Watterson. God, blimey. And those boys are still tinkering away? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Uh, Johnny's not. And we've we lost the workshop that we used to have down in Port St. Mary. Uh. So those days have gone, unfortunately. But I was pleased to be part of it in those days. Yeah, absolutely. And how long have you been involved with Ari? <laughs> well, I suppose, I suppose you go. My main interest is the field marshal which has stood behind you. I remember that from my school days when my father had Silverdale Farm and that come in with the th thrashing tackle. Not that particular one. But then Dad sold the farm 61 before I left school and I didn't know, I thought I was going into farming but I ended up going, ended up going into road surfacing in the UK on the blacktop and I spent a good number of years over there and one year I went to a traction engine rally, got the like of it, there was thrashing tackle there, I got the bug, and then when I was working outside of Great Yarmouth, the chance came up to buy that field marshal, and then when we came back to the island in 1994, I brought it back over to the island. My word, and it is a magnificent beast, isn't it? It's yeah. a real thick, heavy set yeah. tractor, isn't it? They always complained when you see the leaflets, in 1946-47, apologising for the late delay in making the tractors because they were short of steel. But the amount of steel that went into them, <laughs> they didn't skim. It's yeah. only after about two, three years they decided to cut the mud guards in half because they suddenly realised they're using excess steel on that. And just any savings like that just added sort of things so they could build some more. But it was just very substantially built. You can see the difference, whereas that is, a lot of that is also cast, whereas this is a lot of tin work and the weather's got to that. So it really has. It just yeah. shows as time moves on, they come yeah. away from them good quality yeah. products to yeah. Yeah. to maybe uh, be more, was it cost efficient, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cheaper products, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. what do you make of the modern day tractor? Um, I'm not, I, I, I stay clear of them. <laughs> They're all electric nowadays. Yeah, I know. I get lost on that. It's bad enough on this one with a battery start <laughs> and that one has a hand start. I'm, yeah. I am, now and again, I'm having to ask for help 
on turning that over. Oh, there's already wonder. She is a fine machine. <laughs> yeah. And what about the rest of the turnout today? Yeah, the Massey well, the, Fergusons, the, Massey the David Ferguson. Browns, lovely. Yeah, and the, the Grey Fergies. That's what my dad had to start with, um, and that was the core of farm, uh, Manx farming in. Uh, mid just after the war when the grey fergies came on the market because i went through the vehicle registration books um, at the museum looking for field marshals but when you go through it there's four, four sometimes four on a, because there were big big pages and only two entries on each page but then there might be four entries for a fergies turn a few more pages there might be six entries or even eight entries and that showed how fast manx farming was changing 47 48 times my word that's it they were just changing so fast and that would be the horses going out the and the fergies replacing them yeah yeah. I, yeah I suppose then that's when food would start to be getting produced in abundance yeah yeah because I remember Dad saying about he was in the harvest when his first grey Fergie turned up and the mechanic turned up, they had a pair of horses on the binder, cut the end of the pole, put a tractor hitch on and said, there you are, off you go. So Never. just changed over like that. Ah, what a day that would have been. Yes. Oh, my yeah. word. Yeah. I bet the horses were quite relieved, though. Probably. <laughs> Although we did keep one for quite a while, but just for, for rolling. Yeah. Um, but then Dad said he got it too expensive. It spent too much time down the smithy getting new shoes put on. See <laughs> how the times changed, isn't it? Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. And now the, the, the big modern tractors and the huge mowers that they have at the minute yes. and the hay turners, yes. they take four or five rows of hay into yes. one or yeah. whatever it is. And, yeah. and the time, time yeah. is of the essence. Yeah. No yeah. time for anything anymore. No, no, no. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just pleased I, was, I came, I, I was brought up through the time I was and now I've got yeah. the time to, to relive my childhood again. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. that's real yeah. great memories. Yeah. Well, Rob Setchery, this is a fine machine we got here, and she's chuffing away. Yeah, it's a Crosley P1085, made in 1929, and it was sold to TC Moore of Tinwell Mills uh, to power the line shafts in the factory where they, where they did the, uh, the tweed and the blankets and things like that. Well, I never. Well, that could tell a few stories. Probably, yeah. It was then superseded by another one that powered the electric. Oh, so, and then this went off to, I believe, to South Peru, to the forestry board to power sawmill up there. Wow, I never. That's some history, isn't it? All Manx history at that. Yeah, this, uh, we like to keep the thing going. Yeah, yeah. So it's not far of 100 year old now. Goodness me, and it's just absolutely poetry in motion, isn't it? Absolutely wonderful. And you take her out just around the fairs and the shows around now? The fairs and we're at Crosby tomorrow with the, the fair there. So a bit of promotion for them as well. Half past twelve it starts at the playing fields. Yeah, lovely. And you'll go around the agricultural shows in the summer too? We'll be doing the southern one, but um, unfortunately I'm off the island when the royal's on. Yeah, so get down and have a look at her. And what's it just, you just have her stationary now just for people to have a look at or does she actually do some work still for you? No, it's just on, just on the trailer for display. Yeah. That's all we can do with it really. Yeah. Unless I find something big to power the thing with. <laughs> and how would you find getting parts for her or will she just keep going? She'll keep going and if need be people make things for you. Yeah. We've got some contacts for bits and pieces like that. And do you keep many vintage machinery or...? 
I've just got rid of a few engines. Um, this has taken all my time, really. Well, the last Royal Show I did, I had uh, nine engines out. Oh, wow, what <laughs> um, a display. <laughs> seven, seven water pumps, a corn mill and a chaff cutter. And it's hard to believe all this now has all been replaced by modern technology. Yeah, and the kids have no interest. All they want to do is play on the laptop or on the phone. So it's a dying breed, really. Yeah. I think that's a way of many industries, many of them primary industries. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things in life. It's progress. But there's only us old buggers keeping the thing going. <laughs> but no, well, many people do appreciate it, Rob, so don't think you're going unnoticed here. But no... She's good and keep her going for a good few years to come. Well, I hope so. It actually, it doesn't belong to me. I'm the custodian of it, but nobody knows who actually owns it. So all I can do is pass it on to somebody else. Lovely. As, yeah. I, get, as, I, as I find it too big for me and yeah. too heavy. But we'll keep it going for a few years, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's shining in all the glory here in St Mark's today. Well, it's a lovely day for it. It's a lovely day for going in the shade. Absolutely. Cold beer. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Okay. Lovely. What a glorious day. How has it been as a chairperson? Yeah, um, it's been good, Kiri. We just couldn't ex ask for a better day, could we? It's just lovely to be able to sit out in the sunshine and not even have a cold wind blowing up here. <laughs> And like you say, St Mark's is known to be a bit more chilly as it is where we are in Arisdale too. But uh, a great turnout, Angela. Yes, there has. Um, the car parks are absolutely chocker and the tea tent is. I think everyone is going in there to try and find some shelter. <laughs> as we've got the sides open, so it's quite a, a, a refreshing area to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And great running races, the kids out in abundance again. You don't see many country sports I remember growing up and going to the braid sports yeah. and things like that, but you don't see many now. And uh, just seeing the, the little ones, the under six-year-olds doing the wheelbarrow race. Oh, no. yeah, <laughs> the sack race a... used to always get us. I don't think we'd yeah. ever get much more than a couple of yards. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got that and the three-legged race. So, uh, oh. yeah, all good fun. It is, all isn't it? Yeah. Now, we're seeing the results are in for the tractors. The vintage tractors are absolutely gorgeous, aren't they? Yes, a lot of work goes into preparation of these, doesn't it? And it's uh, a Massey Ferguson 135 owned by Brian Plant, who's won this year's here. And it is yeah. absolutely gorgeous, isn't yeah. it? Really gleaming yeah. there in the sunshine. Yeah. Remember my father working with one of them. Yeah, ah, years it's ago. great memories, isn't it? We yeah. caught up with Ori, Ori Mitchell there before, and he was just saying childhood memories and how he can relive them at, when the tractors all come out on days like today. Yeah. And how did we get on with the handwriting and the painting? They're always uh, well supported. Yes, absolutely. We have various schools who always support us, and we had over 250 entrants in. Good, wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. They're, they're all in display in the church. And this year we had a special competition, um, the capsule. We're going to bury a capsule and the green. And we had a competition for the year of the pandemic and for people to either put in writing or in painting how uh, they seen the year. Yeah. And yep. the actual winner of that was Belinda Cool oh, with the painting. Really and she's a fantastic artist, yeah, isn't she? she is. She really so, is. Uh, that went, uh, that's really good. So at some point, together with the face mask and other things that we remember this last 18 months with, we'll get buried in the green sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, like you say, the community has come together through this year. Yeah. And, and today is a true reflection of how wonderful community spirit is. It is. I mean, 40 years ago, the St Mark's Fair was started celebrating um, Charles and Diana's wedding. 
Um, we've had 38 fairs with the food and mouth year. We didn't have one. Of course, we didn't have one last year. So this is the 38th fair. So we're all fairly practiced yeah. at running it, really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the homecoming tent where they, they got the lace making and all the crafting, mm. it, it's, some of it's from yesteryear, but it's always still so fascinating. It is, it is. And the lady doing the lace making was showing us, and it's, you know, I would just take so long in concentrating <laughs> on doing it. And here's she doing it, and she says, sure, she just does it watching the telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'd have hand yeah. at it. But yeah. the, the thing, like you said before, everyone's dashed to the tea tent, them homemade cakes, Angela. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've got a lot of good cooks around, and uh, as uh, shown in the competition of the confectionery uh, side as well. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. we know who any of the prize winners are yet, or is that still to come? Um, I haven't looked at them all yet. No, yeah. don't know. Yeah. Don't know. What? Anyway, I better let you get going. You're a busy lady and okay. uh, yeah, plenty of visitors to catch up with. Yeah, thanks, Curry. Well, Graham, Cregine, what a lovely day we've got here at St Mark's. Uh, ready for the sports, I believe. Yes, so uh, myself and Jason, we're going to be doing the sports today. So I'm, I'm sure that I'm, I'll give you a bit of a, a push later on to see if you're going to go into the races. Uh, you're I'm, running or you're just starting it? No, 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 organising oh, it. This is the... Oh, you're chickened out. <laughs> uh, so we organise uh, the, the sports. So um, later on, there'll be a good tug of war, hopefully. And uh, it's nice to see people out and about. And it's a glorious day. It, it really, really is. And this has been going now for a good number of years. And, and you come every year. Yes, and you know, and it's it's been one of those things. It's been really good fun organising the sports here for years. You know, you sort of cajoling some of the young kids to come in, and and it's, it's always good fun and tr trying to get the parents up to, to oh, do the, no. the mums race and the dads race, and and, and it's it's quite good when you can get the competitive side in in the tug of war. And sometimes, sort of, I have to get in the middle of the rope just to oh, try and even yeah. it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> You've got to get them tugged away from that ice cream van at the moment. I tell you, it's a good queue at the ice cream van, and we've got the fire services here, and a number of stalls here, and vintage cars. I was just down there, and uh, they've got a, a maxi, and I've not seen one of those for absolutely years. Now you're showing your age. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. They're, very, they're rare as hen's teeth, those oh, cars. A brown one down there. No, it's really. rare as hen's teeth and lovely cars there. But... We'll have to get a picture of that up on the website for the listeners as well. But like you say, they're absolutely gleaming, aren't they? They've got the yeah. tractors, the, the stationary engines. It's a really, really great fair, isn't it? It is, and, and it's nice to see so many people here sort of uh, from... Uh, they'll be all over the island are coming here. Um, but uh, I, I could do with a few more people coming for the sports. You know, they, 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 I, I think they start to sort of get a, a lame leg just as they sort of <laughs> half, half past three. People start going a little bit lame um, and, and, and in the queue for the ice cream. So um, I'm sure you'll be able to help us with it. I'm sure I would not be able to. But no, I used to enjoy sports once. But yeah, well, since I've, been doing, since I've done my knee and that's the uh, end of me. Yeah, there we go, a lame excuse. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's mine. I would, have, you know, I would as well. <laughs> But no, it is, it's a great day out for us, Graham. But like you say, people are staying on Ireland at the moment. The pandemic has sort of shook up the whole of the place for the last 18 months. But it's lovely seeing the, the Manx people getting out and enjoying a Manx event. It is. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that we've had is that since sort of February, March last year, when we've had the pandemic round, that, you know, the island population has sort of bounded together and they've sort of worked as a community you know and when we had uh, all of last summer and up to christmas where we were sort of able to go about our normal daily life and it's very unfortunate when we had the two um, further lockdowns and we're seeing a few uh, an increase there. it was concerning the other day when we had 115 plus additional um hopefully we can keep on top of that 
but it's that fine line between sort of we've got to we've got to live with this now otherwise you know businesses and 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 you've got people on both sides saying should we be locked down should we have people coming in um but you know i think today's sort of one of those days that you think what we need is the community spirit in here again absolutely that was Ori Mitchell and Rob Sepson from the Vintage Tractors and Stationary Machinery. Angela Southern, the chairperson of St Mark's Village Fair, Graham Crugine, and the Manx Dancing with Carol Hayes. Sounded like a, a wonderful event and again, so lucky to have that. And it, it just, they always have that village feel, don't they? It was really lovely. Had the princess and the attendants there, all glittering with their lovely outfits and dresses for the occasion. And it was lovely to see uh, Howard Quayle opening and the different MHKs pottering around, uh, supporting these village events along with the community. Masses of uh, families enjoying ice cream, and I'm so hot, wasn't it, at the weekend, Simon? And, uh, and Judy Murray, the winner of the handicraft section, yet again with her lovely lace making. And it was great catching up with Judy uh, off air, but uh, saying that once lace was more valuable than gold wow incredible isn't it unbelievable there we are that's it for this week's program don't forget a few events coming up uh, we've got the southern district agricultural show which is happening on the weekend of the 31st of july and the 1st of august at orisdale and balasala and then the royal show is on two weeks after that isn't it'll it? be the 13th and 14th of august friday the 13th at uh <laughs> at Nokalo out there in peel yeah and uh this coming weekend of course there's uh um craig brinkley's got his open day uh up on the road to jerby church there so go and support that to raise money for charity uh, if you've missed parts of the program or want to hear the interviews in full uh, you can go to manx radio's website powered by millie chaps of ramsey and you can uh, listen to the podcast with the interviews in full and if you've got anything for countryside let kiri or myself no but for this week we'll see you at the same time next week from me simon clark and me kiri kermode we'll see you next week bye-bye bye-bye